0: What's up, BC family? It's your host, Don Shea Bates, and I am back with another podcast episode on today. It's Monday, so you know what time it is. That's right, BC family. It's time for Meta Monday. So come on in the room and let's jump right in. Monday BC family and welcome back in the room it's your girl Don Shea as I said before and I am just here to give a quick word of encouragement from the Lord on this beautiful man of Monday y'all know we just experienced a time change okay I don't know how y'all sleeping but I definitely slept good last night okay uh, without further ado, let's just jump right in. Lord, we just thank you for being in your presence on today. We thank you for this fresh manna that you have given us, Father God. And we just ask that this word of encouragement will help us to remember that. To whom much is given, much is required, Lord. And we thank you all the more for placing us in positions that you can trust us in. And we know that, Father God, if you trust us in it and you placed us in it, Father God, that you are going to provide to us the strength, the courage, and everything else that is needed in order to maintain the goal, okay? In Jesus' name that we pray, I ask that I decrease, Father God, and that you would increase on today. Amen. So, BC family, I have been reading in my study time from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, okay? And when I tell y'all, I was all throughout the book, okay? I mean, all throughout the book, especially chapter 16, okay? And I'm like, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And for those of you who don't know, I really encourage you to go back in and to read 1 Samuel chapter 16. But just briefly, um, chapter 16 was basically when the Lord had chosen David to be king, okay? And when he became king, they ended up liking him so much, Saul ended up liking him so much that he was entrusted uh, to be in charge of the weapons. And he even was in charge of playing music, um, the harp to be specific, uh, playing the harp for former King Saul when he was being tormented by an evil spirit that he was sent, um, because of his disobedience. Okay. Um. So with that, King David, for those of you who don't know, had been a field worker. He was required to tend to the sheep, okay? And in this time, tending to the sheep, um, I'm just going to use this term because I feel like everybody can relate. McDonald's is international, okay? And we have a lot of people who are over in Ghana and all over the world, okay? And for those of you uh, who are wanting to understand what tending to the sheep was like in this time, it was equivalent to... You working in at McDonald's and be assigned being assigned to working the fry station, okay? And then you get these people who um, knew your talent, recognized your good noble character, and decided, hey, I'm going to choose this person to become management, and I'm going to entrust them over the money. I'm going to trust them over the other people in here to so that they are able to lead the shift and all of these different things, okay? and at this time of elevation when david was being chosen and called out from the sheep's pen okay i don't know if they was in a pen but i'm going to say that okay cuz i mean a lot of times the animals was running wild back then <laughs> all right but in this time david was being called from a low valley right into a place where people had been serving whom once was a king which was Saul he could have got the big hand. He could have decided, you know what? I have been working hard out here in this field for so long. And now I've made it. I'm going to get comfortable. I'm sitting in the palace. Okay. I'm playing music for the king it, it, and his connections are all around me. And in fact, he could have got the big head because listen to these things that the, the officials were saying when they were referring him to King Saul, it says, uh, A man named Jesse who lives in Bethlehem has a son who can play the harp, one official said. He's a brave warrior. He's good looking and he can speak well. And the Lord is with him. Now, David, knowing all of these things, when he was on a low level of tended to sheep, he could have got the big head and decided, you know what? I'm going to chill out. I made it to where I'm supposed to be. I can relax. I could show up for my job late. I could show up to practice late. I could not show up for this new spouse that I've met because I know they told me they like me. They already told me what it is. I don't I don't got to do much. I could just sit back and require all the, the royal treatment because now I'm in the palace, right? The shoes on the other foot. But what the Lord has was teaching me in this study time is that to whom much is given, much is required. Okay. And the same things that David had to perform and had to do and the same characteristics that he had to uh, fill himself with and to ultimately become the best version of him while he was tended to sheep, he had to maintain that character once he was elevated on top of the new things that he was now in charge of, in charge of weapons. He had to maintain that trust with the officials, with King Saul, okay, for them to know, hey, I can still trust him. He's not going to get relaxed in this thing. And that's the same thing that God is wanting you to not so much as prove, but to remember that, hey, yes, I've promoted you to this next level. Yes, I've brought these new things into your life that you had once been praying for. But don't chill out. Don't get too relaxed. Don't get to thinking that you no longer have to respect the people that you once dwelled with because now I've placed you as the head, as I have promised, instead of the tail. My God. Okay? These are the promises of the Lord. He once said that you would be the head and not the tail. And what the Lord had revealed to me in my study time is that there are a lot of His children who have. Partied about this new thing, have been excited about this new thing, have stepped into this new thing. And some of you are still in the hallway thinking, hey, they called me for the second interview. I already know I'm getting the management position. I'm good. You know, they know I'm brave. They know I'm a warrior. I know I'm good looking. He ain't going nowhere. I got this in the bag. Okay, and the Lord is with me. I'm a child of God. If God be for me, who can be against me? These are the things. These are some of the mindsets that some of the children of God have been placed in, my God. And what the Lord has sent me here to say, BC family, on, on the podcast today, is that to whom much is given, much is required. And just as the officials have saw your glow. They've seen all of these good characteristics about you and have chosen you. So have the people who maybe have been working next to King Saul and have been wanting the very positions that you are now being placed in. There are people around you who have desired to be able to go back to school, who have desired to be able to find a spouse that loves them and treats them properly. And you have gotten comfortable in the fact that you have become a newlywed or that you have now jumped into these new positions. And there's people around you basically, if I could just bluntly say it, to take your spot. And we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but what I want you to understand is that the enemy will use anybody who's willing to be used by him, okay? So when when you think that you're just gonna walk into the workplace, walk into these new places, Okay. And just snatch up everything because you have been chosen. No, just as trust was earned. Trust can be broken. And that's why it's so important to make sure that you are doing the things that are required for these new things and new positions and new places that God has graced you for and placed you in. You can't be showing up late. You can't be talking to people disrespectfully. You can't get comfortable and think that you're gonna take multiple breaks. You gotta remember that you have to be the same worker who was in the, in, in the pen tended to the sheep. You gotta be the same worker who was on the fry showing up, dressing properly, making sure your uniforms are clean, okay? Keeping that smile. Bringing flowers to the person, okay? You got to be the same person. And it's just so God how on today I was reading. Um, for those of you who don't have the Bible app, I really encourage you to uh, get the Bible app. OK, every morning they do a daily devotional. And today he's ended up being about grace. OK, and it was talking about specifically. So how God is able to show his grace to us and. That even in our failures, even our shortcomings, even when we do wrong. He's able to forgive us and not treat us according to the things that we may have done wrong. Meaning, if I cursed you out yesterday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the same grace that God had given me when I once was in the world and I responded in worldly manners. I was able to go back and home with myself and apologize. And sometimes I didn't apologize. And those very people that I hurt, were the same people who were there for me, okay? And what, what, what I bring this up to say is, you got to remember that, hey, you showing grace is important in this season. You remembering, hey, you're as much of a sinner as the ones around you. You remembering, hey, that when you were in that position, you wish somebody may not have nagged you about the thing because you knew that you did wrong. You wish that you could have just woke up and start fresh and get another try, right? And and what I hear the Lord saying in his time, VC family, is to extend that same grace, all right? And to maintain your speed in this race. You got to keep up on the things that you were doing, okay? You got to make time for the things that are required for this new level, okay? Because to whom much is given, much is required, All right, BC family? The Lord had also brought to my attention, BC family, um, that he desires to make you unrecognizable, okay? And I know some of you were saying probably what I was thinking, well, Lord, you did make me unrecognizable. I went through a season where my family didn't even really know who I was anymore, you know, just based off of the way that I carry myself, you know, and, and, and what he's saying is he wants to make you over again. And some of you have been made over again. And I want to share this story to you all. Y'all know I love story time. Okay. Okay. And, um, the Lord had sent me to visit some family um a few weeks back and I hadn't seen them in like four years so I was super excited I was super nervous I really didn't know what to expect um when we were texting it was kind of different because they were referring to me as my old nickname um you know from years back and I just hadn't been called that in a while and uh, I got to thinking like Lord I hope that they know that I'm not the same person who left you know and my biggest thing is um I always felt like when I go, haven't been around people and God sends me back around them, that I would have to fight for my respect, that I would have to fight to be treated the way that I'm now, um, uh, carry myself. And what I learned in this time was that, Hey, uh, and it's funny because my former pastor used to say this all the time. She would always say, get to know me. Okay. And, and when I went to go visit my family, um, let me tell you the story. Okay because this is about being unrecognizable. Specifically, so one of my little cousins, um I used to help her mom all the time, um you know, just watch her and things like that. And when I was in my trying times, I was in the world, you know, doing a lot of stuff I didn't have any business doing. I, I felt broken, right? And for those of you who have children can understand the love of a child is a different type of love. They don't care what you have done out there in the world. the love that they show is unconditional. And I have been beating myself up because when I decided to change my life around, I had just left. Like I gave no explanation. I just turned around and began my journey with Christ, started running to God and I hadn't given any explanation. And so when I went to spend time with my family, um, I ended up seeing my little cousin. And when I walked in, I surprised her. They were in the middle of having like a little birthday party. Um, And I went in, she was doing her hair in the restroom. And what I expected was to see the same little girl that I had left running toward me in the same way that she was before, because that was the last thing that I remembered. Right. And um, follow me because I'm getting somewhere. Okay. And in this, I was just, I really didn't know what to expect, but I heard her talking and I heard her before I saw her and I walked in the restroom and she kept, and she saw me. It was like, she instantly recognized me, right? I had, I I didn't even get to say anything yet. She turned around, she runs and jumps on me and she's screaming and I'm spinning her around, you know, and it was just a beautiful reunite moment. And instantly when I put her down, it was a fight, you know, where you been, you know? And to me, I felt like I owed it to her to tell her where I had gone, what what had changed, uh, what took place. And, she, and, and in her saying, where you been? She also said, I remember I used to do your hair. Okay. And so what I tell this story to say is BC Family, one, when I saw her, I had sat on the couch and throughout the birthday party, it was just like, I didn't really recognize her. It was like, I see her, but now she's a preteen. When I left, she was like six, you know? And so it was like seeing this personality, seeing this one beautiful little girl that I just used to love on so much, who was the reason that I kept fighting and kept going, this unconditional love, now have a personality of her own, now become just this different version of herself. I really didn't know how to interact with her, but I knew that the love was so full and overflowing on my heart and I was so happy. And it was just like, wow, I'm going to have to get to know her. It was like, wow, she's unrecognizable to me. So much so that I didn't even know how to interact with her, okay? And part of me was like, okay, I'm going to stand back. I'm going to stay away. Then the other part of me was like, Go forward and pour love. And what I share this story of being unrecognizable um, to you all for is because I want you to understand that as you grow, as you fulfill the call on your life, as you reach these new levels, whether it be a relationship, your new job, um, you know, if you're in a band, whatever it is, as you grow and mature in your skills and in your overall character and grow in Christ, You are going to be unrecognizable to the people who are around you. And I don't want you to get caught up in what what I hear the Lord say. This is what I hear the Lord say. Okay, and I've wrote these things down. Is that he doesn't want us to get caught up in the negative mindset. Well, I'm just going to stay over here. I'm going to stick to myself. It's not for us to get stuck in those ways. People are going to have to get to know you. Now, whether they adapt to you, whether they trust this new you, sometimes people are not fighting you or not being standoffish because they dislike you. Sometimes people are being standoffish or dismissive to you because they don't understand this new you. They don't really know how to interact with this new you because you're moving a different way. You've been beautified. You've been made new. You're in a new position and they knew that when you were on the same level as them, they were able to talk stuff with you, curse, play around, you know, a new thing that's going on in today's time. You know, a lot of uh, girls are referring to other women as bees. I mean, we talk about it here. Okay. And not everybody plays like that. And so the new version of you, the manager version of you, the kingdom spouse version of you, maybe where you were in other relationships, people were getting away with the way that they treated you, but this new version of you is requiring more. Okay. And so some people, it's not that they don't like you. It's not that they hate you. It's not that you're doing anything wrong because you're requiring to be treated a different way. It's not that you're doing anything wrong because you're fighting And when I say fighting, I mean, spiritually, literally dying to your flesh in the way that you want to do things and the way that you want to handle things. You're literally dying to yourself to become this next best version of you. Okay. And a lot of people will think that you're changing up on them. Well, really, you're just changing for the better. And at that point, it it comes down, it boils down to either people are going to be receptive to this new you. They're going to respect your boundaries. They're going to understand that, hey, even you on this new level falls short. They're going to allow room for you to be human, or they're going to maybe stay standoffish and say, you know what? I'm just going to observe until I can figure out how to operate with this person, Okay. So when you're around people and you're wondering why people are standoffish or you're wondering why you feel a little different, you know, it's kind of a lukewarm situation. You feel like people like you. But then again, it's like, okay, I can't really tell because they really don't mess with me like they used to. Don't allow the enemy to use that as a negative and make you feel like, you know what, I just give up. You know what, I'm not being received. So I dust my feet up. You know what, maybe this position isn't for me. That's what the enemy wants you to think. Okay. But you got to remember that God is fighting for you. God has done this new thing. It is he who has made you unrecognizable, who has given you the courage and the strength to take up your mat and say, you know what? I'm going to be better than I was last season. Okay. And, 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 and what I also want you to remember is for some of you, this is an answer prayer. You ask God to beautify you. You ask God to make you his miracle. You ask God to make you over and over again. When you're singing worship songs and you're singing these things to the Lord, it's a sweet aroma. Imagine someone comes singing to you everything that you want them to do. God heard you in that time of worship, okay? And, and and this could be an answer prayer to you and it can be very uncomfortable. And what I wanna encourage you not to do is to self-sabotage, to turn away and say, you know what? I can't do this. You know what? Everybody who, uh, who was cool with me on that level it's not you receiving me now that I'm deciding to step up, you know, now that I'm deciding to say, Hey, you know what? I was late today. How's everybody doing? Where do you need me? They're not used to that. They're used to you coming in and causing a scene. They're used to you coming in cursing, playing around and jumping right in later. But now that you come in and you skip all of that and you don't feel the need to explain because what's, what's, what's understood don't need to be explained. You, you clearly And everybody else around you can see that, hey, she was late today. And it's not everybody's business to understand why. The fact is that you have now arrived and where is it that you need me? And a lot of people are new to to this new version of you. And so they rather just kind of throw you to the side. You know what? Go home. You know what? I don't need you. You know what? I'd rather not deal with that because I just don't understand you. Okay? Okay. And it's not that they dislike you. It's not that God hasn't called you to this new position. It's not that God hasn't called you to reunite or called you to reconciliation with your friends or family. Because things are uncomfortable. It's just the fact that, hey, these people are going to have to get to know you. They're going to have to understand that you don't act the same because you're not the same. Because why? Because to whom much has been given, much has been required you can not act the same. The character that you once displayed when you were tending to the sheep can't come into this new, new job. The character that you once displayed when you were in that old relationship, you can't carry that into this new relationship. Right? It reminds me of uh, the verse that talks about putting um, new wine into old wineskins. We are able to do that because, as the word says, it will burst. The relationship will shatter. The friendships will be broken. The new management position, it won't fit. It won't suit you. Because a lot of people, when you are in leadership, when you are running a business, the people around you and up under you look up to you. And if they see you acting a certain way, they're going to say, you know what? Well, the manager's doing it, so it's cool for me. Okay? When you act beneath the new requirements that are required of where God has now placed you, it sets the tone for everything around you. So when people are being hard on you, when people aren't being receptive and they don't quite understand, it's one or a few things. One being they're trying to understand, so they're observing. Two being they're just rather not deal with you because they don't understand, which means they're not ready to face. The fact that, hey, I might need to grow now because this person that I once hung out with is now growing. Or three, they just rather say, you know what, this isn't a fit for me. I'm gonna dismiss this person from my life because I'm not ready to change, okay? Simply because you have decided to be the best version of yourself, okay? So I wanted to get on here and to share to you This message, PC family, from 1 Samuel chapter 16, okay? Remember, even in all of these great things, David being brave, David being a warrior, David being good looking, the fact that he was able to speak well and the fact that the Lord was with him and that the Lord is with you and that you are all of these things that I just named off. I want you to understand that even with those things that you have now grown to be, to whom much is given, much more is required. Okay, so don't get weary. Don't get overwhelmed. When you get overwhelmed, go to God. God, I see these people are treating me like this and I'm just trying to do right. Pour it out. We serve a loving God who cares for us. And he's so grateful and gracious. He loves when you come to him and you speak to him about what's, what's weighing down on your heart. He loves to see, okay, my daughter tried. She might've got thrown out the ring today, but we're gonna put you back in tomorrow and you're gonna do even better. My son, you know, he went in and he might've felt that he was being rejected, but really people were respecting him enough to step back instead of treating him the same way that they once treated him before. Tell them to get to know you, okay, when you're experiencing these things, all right? So until next time, BC family, that has been the word for today. I pray that it has encouraged you and met you right where you are. I pray that God will continue to open doors for you that no man that walketh this earth can shut. And I pray that it gives you the encouragement and push that you need to get through this week. Okay. Until next time, BC family, I want you to remember that to whom much is given, much is required and to remain and to stay great blessing field and prosperous.